Good morning. Good morning. No, after y'all just screamed in my face, y'all better say good morning louder than that. Good morning. I had to drive to like St. Ignacy or whatever it's called last night. St. Ignis, is that what it's called? St. Ignis? I didn't name it, so why you gotta get mad at me? Um, yeah, we left the key that I suppose, I'm glad I didn't have to drive to Flint. I left the, drove here with a key that I suppose I left at the church. I'm glad we had friends that were in St. Ignis. So we had to drive there and give them the key because they were driving back from St. Ignace to Flint in the morning. And so glad they were there. And um, but yeah, so y'all yelling in my face wasn't cool. Um, so good morning. Um, but while I was driving, um, you know, I was just thinking about like just switching just, a, you know, it's kind of confirming some things, but just kind of switching where I was going to end at to flipping it around, if that's cool with you. Is that cool? I was going to do it anyway, but I'm glad it's cool. Um, usually I end on this note, but I'm going to start on this note. You know, when I go to camps and conferences, we usually talk about, like, you going home. Like, right now, you're about to, like, this week, how many, let me first, let me see how many people, how many hours are in six days? Anybody know? Wow. You are a genius. Put your hands together for that genius. What is that movie called when, like, he's a, like, he's a janitor? And it's like, he's a genius. He's like working out problems on the board. Huh? Goodwill hunting. Like, yeah, we've got a goodwill hunting situation here, family. Um, I don't know the end of that movie. I just know it was a, yeah. Um, so, he's a, yeah, it's like Mark Zuckerberg or something like that. No, I don't know. All right, sure. Um, anyways. It's 144 hours. You're about to spend 144 hours in this camp. And other people are spending 140 hours chapsnatting, uh, Facebook, TikTok dancing, learning some other thing. You are at a Christian camp playing some crazy games, singing amen, amen, amen to some bearded man playing cup games, and you are like getting like, this is boot camp to Christians. Seriously. Like, this is boot camp. In a very fun way, this is boot camp. And people at home are at like, like wasting brain cells, doing other things like, doing some crazy stuff, but you are like at a Christian boot camp right now. Be, like, hopefully, with your cup up, becoming spiritually mature, stronger, and you're about to go home wondering why you are a little bit stronger mentally, wiser, and you're going to find out why things are a little bit different with you and not the friends that you're going back to. 
So usually I find out like you go back like this little bit like brighter and then like as far as glowing and you kind of like a situation like you find out like, wait a minute, what is happening? Not that you're better or anything like that, but it seems like things around you go a little bit slower and you're moving at a faster pace. So we need to really understand where we're at. And I'm not, again, we're going to, so I feel like we set you up sometimes. Like we go back thinking that everybody's going to go home, going back to everybody singing amen, amen, amen. And you don't go back home with everybody like this, right? Right? You don't have a bunch of friends playing cup games at home. No. And so we set you up with this glow, and then you go back disappointed. And you go back thinking that you got to wait 365 days to an experience like this. And you go, and I, and I met a young man saying this. He says he hates camp. He hates youth conferences. Matter of fact, he started to back away from the faith because it sets him up because it's moments like this, and then he gets back into the real world, and he doesn't, like, have this moment all the time. Church isn't even like this. His church is not like this. So he goes back to his youth group or his young adult group and like, it's not like this. My church is boring and it's, my, my preacher is not as cool as Leo or as good looking as Leo. And he's like, it's not like, like, it's like, so he starts to like walk back and it's like, seriously, like, man, like, like, it's like we, we get set up at these things and it's like, I, like, I don't want this type of experience. So I don't do it anymore. I'm like, wow, like, that's a real life thing. So how can we help you guys in this moment? So what we're going to do this entire week, my prayer, I feel like the Lord has put it on my heart, is to help you understand what weeks like this is about. And we're going to talk about circles, all right? Your friend circles. I've labeled this whole series as F-R-A-N-S. Friends, 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 because you're looking at me like you didn't understand, friends, okay, friends, so we're going to talk about friends, anybody have friends at home, at least one, sweet, anybody ever made bad decisions with friends, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm sure you did. From the beginning of time, God has created you and I to be together. There's nothing in this world that was not supposed to be together. From the beginning, he created light and what? Darkness. There's no light without what? Darkness. When I was traveling back from St. Ignacy, it was super dark. But what made it super cool was this this you know, moon and these stars that were there. But what was also super cool, but also super scary, I didn't even, like, I don't know how this happened. The deers. The deers eyes. They glow. Mary This blew my mind. 
did God create the deer's eyes to glow? From the beginning, did he knew, did he know that we were going to have high beams on? And he was like, in the future, they're going to be this guy named Leo driving with his high beams on. And I want the deer's eyes to glow in the dark so he won't hit them. It's like, did he know that? And I'm going to put a special lens to reflect and it glow. I don't know, but that's super cool. But anyways, it reflects the, like, it ref, like that's cool. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's super cool. <laughs> but anyways, like, he put all these things together, like, everything's together. Water. Land, like everything matches, it fits like to our DNA. Sales, like things work together, puts together, it goes together, it fits together. Fish swim together, just like birds do what? Fly together. <gasps> Sweet, like friendship, people are together, like man, like everything goes together. So anyways, like, like loneliness, like it's good sometimes to be alone, but spending a lot of time alone is not good. There's some research that's shown. Some people don't know what sparked them to do it, but it's me. Like that baby back there that Mary and them had, and, and you know, like this beautiful baby. They did this research. They had some babies in the crib, and they had some other babies in the crib. They had these babies in the crib that they did not hold. They just fed the babies, but they never hold, held them. And they had these other babies, they fed and they held them. They felt that these babies on the other, they, these babies were, were healthier, they cried less because they, they were held and these other babies were crying and they were screaming because they weren't what? Held. Because it was in our DNA to be what? touched and held. God created us to be together. That's why God created Adam and what? Eve. He said it's not good for man to be what? Alone. Some of y'all going to use that on a girl here. Hey, girl. Let me stop. Anyways. So, anybody ever made a bad decision with friends? We're going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to. We're going to start on this story, this deep story, and then we're going to swing back and forth tonight and stuff like that. But I want to just go here. Um, I made a bad decision with some friends. Don't judge me. It's probably about 15, 16 years old. And this was, we were some, I was a, I'm a PK. That means um, pastor's kid. And my dad was a pastor. And... Um, I hate telling the story, but it's it's not even that bad of a story when I'm talking to someone like I like I'm a I was a youth pastor, and I was talking to some rough kids. And when I told this story to some rough kids, like they didn't even like this this story didn't even flaw them. They were like that don't even make sense. But I feel like you guys are gonna understand. Some of you come from churches, you're gonna understand this story. So I feel like I'm at home with some of you. Anyways. We're riding around, and, and we've all grown up in church. We've gone to a couple camps before, and 
It's late at night, and we were egging cars. People that are church kids don't even care about this story. They're like, that's the worst you could do, egg cars. But church kids, that was like the worst we can do. Buy some eggs and egg people cars. And we thought that was just hilarious and dangerous. Just church kids having a good time. We thought that was the sinniest of sins. Just riding around. Yes, we're sinning. Until we run out of eggs. And we run out of money to buy eggs. And one of us in the car has this great idea. Instead of us use eggs, let's use rocks. Oh, snap. We bought the sin worst, baby. Everybody in the car like, no, no, no. We can't use rocks. We can't use rocks. And then me being the PK, because everybody else are preacher kids. I'm a pastor kid. So I'm the elite. <laughs> All them beneath me. They beneath me. My dad is a pastor. So that means if I'm going to sin, I'm going to sin with the best of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I'll throw the rock. If y'all little punks won't do it, I'll throw it. I'll be the first one. They're like, Leo, you going to do it? I'll throw it. Well, grab the rock, right? And we just going around searching for the best car to throw the rock to. And we just searching. It's nighttime, and we drive around. First of all, can you imagine me talking to some kids who have been through drive-bys telling this story? They're like, man, what kind of, what? You, you driving around thinking about you about to throw a rock. We done been in fights. We didn't, I'm talking to, and like, I'm a youth pastor trying to tell this story one time, and they're just like, what are you talking about? Like, who cares? We, like, I, I'm talking to one time to a kid who'd been shot before. He's like, what? Come on, look at my shot. Like, look at this wound right here. I've been shot. And you talking about some rocks, and you out there acting like that's a bad, like a cool thing. And I'm talking about, like, we drive around slow looking for the right car. He like, look at my arm, son. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, I see y'all intense. Y'all already looking. But anyway, we drive around looking for the right victim. You know what I'm saying? We pull up, and it's dark, and we pull up on his van. Glistening windows, baby. Oh, and I couldn't, like, from, like, all throughout the night, we've been just throwing the eggs from the car. I get out of the, because it's glistening. I, it's like, I had to pull out the, 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 the fastball on this one, man, because it's just all these windows on this nice van. So I get out, and they're just like, I get out of the car, and I just pull out the, like, the fastball. Like, I've been in the MLB for 10 years, just signed a major league contract. And I just get out, and then I pull my arm back, and I'm about to release, and all the guys in the car go, no! And right when they say no, the rock release. And it's like slow motion, no, and the snow, like no, and the rock release. And they say, it's a church van. The rock is just hurling. 
and bust the back of this church van window. Because it's night. And I get back in the car and we just burn rubber going away. This youth pastor just bust the back of a church van window. I get in the car. Nobody's talking to each other. It's silent. I think the driver turned the radio off. We felt like we done shot somebody. We pull up in front of our house. And he lets me out. And I think automatically I'm going to hell. Like, man, what have I just done? I didn't kill the church man. Well, this has something to do with Jesus and our week together. I want you to put, if you're taking notes, things we need to do when we're looking at our circle. The one thing you need to do and the people that you're going back home to and even that you're in this relationship with now, and as stupid as this story is, you're going to find this connection in a second. Where's my friend Paige? Is she here today? Paige, come on up. You're going to find a connection in this story. Come on up, Paige, and read Acts chapter 19 for me. Put the word evaluate. There's no spell check on your paper. Just put evaluate. And listen to this story right here, and then we're going to dive into this very quickly. But as you go to your next thing today, I want you, that's why I really want you just to start thinking about your circle. But I want you to think it from this lens. Not a judgment of condemning, but a really an evaluation of your circle. Listen to this story. I don't know if many of you have heard this story before, but listen to it from this lens of evaluation. Acts chapter 19, 11 through 20. Go ahead, Paige. So you know this guy named Paul, dude's life has been transformed, and we'll talk about this throughout this week, but he's been transformed miraculously, but he's flipped. Now God is using him to a point, and it says, my, um, my friend Paige is just saying, like, God is even using him to a point in a unique way that even the cloth that he's been touching is able to heal people, like that touched his skin, is able to heal the sick of diseases 
and even leave like a people who have, have evil spirits in them are even to be cast out like the demons in them are even to be cast out. Keep going, Paige. Steva. Steva. Mm-hmm. A Jewish chief priest were doing what? He's not just a chief, I mean, a, a, a priest, but he's what type of priest? A chief priest. Like, he's not just a regular priest, he's a chief priest. So, this is key. Here we go. So they walk into this house. This is a this is like visualize this. These seven dudes walk into this house thinking that they got it together because they're dead. These dudes or like these dudes as associated, like some theologians feel like, oh, maybe they're just associated people. Like, are they literal sons of his? Or they're like his sons in training, like they've been associated with them. But either way, they're connected to this chief priest, and they walk into this house, and they're like, oh, we're about to do what Paul and his handkerchiefs be doing. He's like, we're about to do what he can do. We can do what he does. Keep going, Paige. Not just a beating, but this guy says, I've heard of Paul, and I've heard of Jesus, but I've never heard of you guys. He gives them a beating, and they run out of that house. He has demons inside of them, and the seven of them, they run out of the house beaten, bloody, and not just beaten and bloody, but they walk out and run out what? Bucket. Naked. Running out. Keep going, Paige. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks and living near the seaport, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high esteem. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. As numbers who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Let's put, we're going to 20. Put your hands together for Paige. So so this entire thought is this. You need to evaluate what your circle looks like. Think about it. Many of you have people that say that they know who Jesus is. Throughout this week, throughout these next couple of days, I'm not asking you to judge and condemn them. I'm asking you just to evaluate your circle. And that's going to mean a lot more in the next couple of days, but at least think about, evaluate where they are. There's a lot you could tell from action. What I was doing with my friends, I knew then, and I'll, you know, a little bit of my story, I knew at 16 years old, I was going to hell, not because of throwing rocks at church vans. I really, truly didn't know God as my Savior. I didn't know Jesus as my Savior. 
So it was a big deal. It wasn't about church vans and eggs and all of that. My heart was not in it. So as you go throughout this week, where is your heart? Where is the friend circle group? Like, where is it? Like, what is it about? Why are you here? Not just evaluating your circle, but evaluating you. This is the last scripture I want to give you. Listen to this, Proverbs 13 and 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. I didn't know at the time that these guys, I was leading in the wrong direction. As we close and wrap up this session, these, it was seven of these dudes walking into this house thinking that they had the right frame of mind. Not one of them, not one out of the seven was like, wait a minute, we really, <laughs> there's a demon inside this house, bros, and we're not connected the right way. And they came out naked and beat up. The Bible that Paige just read from said, after that, people was like, wait a minute, we're doing this the wrong way. They burned all the things that they were doing wrong. One version said it piled up like the stuff that they had burned came to millions of dollars in our context now. And they all started turning their lives to what Paul was doing right evaluating what you are doing this week. This is what we're doing. See, now people are turning their cups up based off the circles that they are around. It's a big deal. And we're going to talk about friends or friends. My heart is that you start evaluating this week. We're going to talk about circles, you and your friendships. Last thing before we pray. Three things I want you to know is this. Friends are for a season, a reason, and lifetime. Season, reason, and lifetime. Let's pray. God, I love you. Thank you for being a real friend to us, and I pray, God, that today that we get, we get more understanding of what you have for us, that you continue to speak through these words, that we continue to gain more understanding of what you have for us this week, that you continue to open our eyes and our hearts to what you have for us, and that you've placed us here for a reason that we start to really truly understand the power of circles and friends and like, man, like, like how I choose and the power of my circle. And man, I cannot wait to see you unravel this week of what friends look like. Thank you for just cracking just a little bit more of this door of what friends and the power of that. That who we go into battle with is important. Choices we make. So thank you to help us to understand this idea today. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.